You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Our country is in a state of culture shock. And through this culture shock, our country will be in the beginning process of a well overdue culture change. And why I say that is because of just a bunch of different things that are going on. Obviously, the protest that continues to go on in our country and across the globe, but also because of all the stuff that we've witnessed in the past three, almost four years with number 45, clown in chief, and all the lies and things that he tells every day. I mean, the guy legit makes up at least 99% of the, the crap that comes out of his mouth is made up. And... It's it's amazing to see how forces alongside him, people that work underneath him, is starting to rebel a little bit and is starting to have a little bit morality <laughs> in their job and as a person. Um, the reason why I say that is because, you know, federal arrests show no signs that uh, Antifa plotted protests. So this is a New York Times headline. And this was boiling over for weeks now because the president consistently brings up Antifa for whatever reason. You know, he's always picking on Antifa. And you know what the irony about it is? You have a fascist, a racist bigot fascist who is railing against a organization that the es the essence of Antifa is to rule out fascism. And you have the irony to call this organization the temerity, the unmitigated gall to call this organization a terrorist organization. The group, so let me get this right, the group that's the anti-fascist group is the group that's supposed to be the most dangerous and that we need to look at. Not the not the little wannabe soldiers that's in the militias across the country or wannabe tough guys who want to go stand at state capitol with guns because they're too upset that the government is telling them to sit home or put a mask on. Those people aren't terrorists. Those people are good people. Those people are quote-unquote fine people. But people like Antifa, people who fight for those causes are terrorists come on that being said to open this segment fbi federal government they went through all the paces they did their research they did all of their due diligence and at the end of it it turns out that there's no incidents or evidence as far as incidents occurred under the tutelage or under the direction of the anti-fascist group known as Antifa. So again, number 45, orange clown in chief, made it up out of thin air. Like he does everything he that, that utters out of his mouth. He's a clown. So he makes up everything. So that news wasn't at all surprising. It was surprising that people within his administration decided to actually do their effing jobs and have a backbone to rebel, to actually do something that's unpopular as far as their administration is concerned and far as his sick fans and what they're you know what they look for they look for this oppression they love authoritarianism 45 supporters if you want to call them that i just like to call them fans his fans are depraved and they are most definitely deplorables they're a basket of deplorables they enjoy being deplorable that's one thing Hillary Clinton got right in 2016 by calling Trumpites deplorable. 
because that's exactly what they are. They're deplorable. You have to be a deplorable human being to support a scum, a piece of trash like number 45. Segwaying away from that and back into culture change is just how tone deaf our society is. Everything is tone deaf. All of these companies are rushing to the stage right now to get their word out, to get their message out so they can get some of this positive press. So they can say, oh, XYZ company said this. They sent out a memo from their PR team that that's very respectful to the Black Lives Matter movement. It's like, come on, man. Let's not play Monday morning quarterback and try to recap or try to get on board with something that you should have already been trying to trailblaze and be ahead of. We've been needed black people in boardrooms. We've been needed more black people with opportunities and just treated like regular human beings. This is something that's been happening almost since the beginning of time. Actually, it's been happening since the foundation was built for this country. So, of course, of course, we need that validation. And of course, there are companies out there who are trying to capitalize on the opportunity to come out and say the right things. But as I said in the past two episodes, man, it's really not about saying anything. People are tired of people talking. They want actions. They want actions. They want people to make real change. Like I said, culture change. We're way overdue for a culture change. Things have to be changed. Things have to be worked on. Things need to be worked on. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. You know, there's there's so many different things that you have to go through in order to get that change. And you have to do things one at a time, even if they're small things. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to read this headline, Grammy Awards rename urban category after outcry from artists. <laughs> Recording Academy has announced numerous changes to its Grammy Awards and nominations process. Uh, let me read some more here. Best urban contemporary album category to best progressive r&b album they're saying they're renaming that to that name which is okay i guess well why not just make it all pop culture because at the end of the day quote-unquote urban music is pop music it's popular music it should all be put underneath the same umbrella it's no different when you have a justin timberlake or you have an artist like that who makes eh, predominantly quote-unquote urban style music you don't put him in the urban contemporary category and put him in that box where you just play him on stations that are just playing urban contemporary you don't do that no of course not because justin timberlake is white justin timberlake can play on all the urban contemporary stations and play on all the pop stations and on the r&b stations are you going to change that with this change with the grammys hopefully it changes across the board with all the broadcast networks, satellite, all of these guys. We have to stop doing this. You know, I used to sit in boardrooms and listen to uh, working in the radio business. I used to sit in those boardrooms listening to this and, and hearing how our genre, how our culture is just put in this box, how it's categorized improperly. It used to drive me absolutely crazy. It used to make my skin crawl every time I heard the word urban in the boardroom because I knew it was code for colored in my head. That's what it read. You know, we got to go and we got to attack these urban markets. What do you mean? We have to, we have to get the attention of people of color. That's what you mean. 
That's what you mean, right? But guess what? More white people support quote unquote urban music than black people do. They buy it more, they support it more, they go to the concerts and all of these things. So now it's time to do the right thing. Stop colorizing everything and clump everything in together. So the CEO of the um, association, the academy or whatever you want to call it, said this. He said, it's time to reflect the current state of the music industry. We're constantly evaluating our awards process and evolving it to ensure the Grammy Awards are inclusive and reflect the current state of the music industry. Each year, we receive a number of rule change proposals from artists, producers, and songwriters asking us to reevaluate our process. It feels good to move forward from the word urban and embrace a more inclusive future. Um, so a more inclusive future means together. It's what I basically said. Clump everything together. I don't really agree with the um, the change from uh, urban contemporary to, uh, what is it now? Let me read this. It's from urban. Okay, so it was best urban contemporary album. That's what they had it as. And now they're going to change it to best progressive R&B album. So now you're going to clump together R&B music with hip hop music. So, again, I don't agree with that. I think everything should be kind of unilateral. Everything should be, if it fits, if it's a massive hit and it's a hip-hop song, who cares if it's a massive hit and it's a hip-hop song? That means it's a popular song, which means it should also reside in the pop culture category. But, again, it's like moving mountains with these people. So, it's good first step. Again, it's not enough, but it's, it's something. And it will take it. You know, the Academy Awards has had issues for decades now as far as how they treat our culture, how they treat hip hop and R&B. So this is just one small step to hopefully something a little better in the future as far as how these artists in this genre are treated. Baby steps, but I'll take it nevertheless. Talk about needing a culture change. Let's talk about dude with the colorful hair, the rainbow colored hair. I don't even want to say his name because he's a clown as well. Let's talk about dude with the uh, colorful hair. So these past few days, maybe this past week or so, you've seen certain artists come out and want to collab with this guy for some reason. Now, it's funny. In the world of hip hop, if you were found back in the days, I grew up in the 90s. I'm a 90s kid, right? I grew, You know, I'm a... 80s baby, but I'm a 90s kid. So growing up in the 90s, there were different rules to the game. It was different. It was a different way how artists looked at things and what you could do and what you couldn't do back then. Now, rules out the window. Everyone pretty much does what they want because there's no morals. There's no principles. There's no ethics. There's nothing. It's just money and fame. It's always been money and fame, but in the old days, it was always about ethics as well. How are you going to compromise yourself for a dollar? And unfortunately, too much of that is going on today. And what I mean by that is, Akon, come on, Akon, what are you doing? You're going to make, you're legit going to make a locked up remix with the rainbow dude who snitched out his entire crew. <laughs> you're going to make a, a, a hip hop classic like that and have the audacity now, you could do whatever you want with the record because it's Akon's record, man. He could do whatever he want. But to have the, the the audacity, it's like an oxymoron almost. You put a snitch on the record with you 
The streets love that song. Now we're going to look at that song a lot differently now because the dude, Rainbow Dude, that's on the record. So, again, culture change. You need a culture change. You don't need to be striving for all this attention. You're, you're Akon. You have all this attention already. You've, you've established yourself as an icon in your industry. You know, you're doing a lot of positive things overseas in Africa and trying to get those people over there electric. That's wonderful. But you don't need to be doing this. You don't need to have your name attached to dude with the rainbow color hair. Why? What are you doing? Same thing goes with Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj announced new single called Trolls. Z at the end, of course. And will donate proceeds to the Bell Project. So I'll give her credit for that because it's savvy, savvy PR work on a, on, a, on a part of Nicki Minaj. She said, you know what? I'm doing something that is going to get a lot of backlash from certain people. So let me turn a positive, I mean, a negative being on a track with Rainbow Dude and turn it into a positive by donating proceeds to the Bell Project, which is obviously uh, has to do with incarceration and, and injustice. Okay, that's cool, but why are you doing this? Why are you on a record with this dude? This can't, you don't need to be on a record with this dude. Or maybe we all got this wrong. Maybe I got this wrong. Maybe Nicki Minaj and Akon different records with Rainbow Colored Dude, because maybe they do need this attention. Maybe they feel that they're not as, as relevant as they were in the past. So they feel like they have to compromise themselves, put themselves in these gray area situations where people question your principles and your ethics and your morality by being on a song with a person like that. But it goes to what I just said. Nobody really follows any rules anymore. There's no principles. It's like the Wild West when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to especially hip hop music, because there's no standards that anyone is living up to anymore. It's just like, yo, it's a bag and I'm going to get to it. I don't care what principles I compromise to get that bag as long as I get that bag. And that's just a nasty way to think about things. It's nasty. You know, all the backlash that's coming from these nasty decisions that were being made by Akon and Nicki Minaj, whatever backlash that comes from it, you can't disagree with it because it's sort of deserved. This was episode 48 of the Voice Junkie podcast. I just want to thank all you guys who did tune in. As always, please support independent media. Support the Voice Junkie podcast by going to patreon.com slash voice junkie. You become a believer for a dollar a month or you can become a boss for $5 a month. If you become a boss, there's going to be special little goodies in that tier. As far as you get like video, you get the like if we, whenever we have actual video for the podcast it goes straight to the bosses it doesn't go to anyone else but the bosses and you get 10 percent off of merchandise in the future one time and you also get other little goodies so again think about it support patreon.com slash voice junkie until next week folks peace